Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. In this particular instance, I figured I would keep up the Harry Potter metaphor and take it just one step further by talking about magic itself. So if you haven't listened to the Unicorn Blood and Horcrux episode just before this, go do that. Then come back here and we'll talk about the good stuff. We'll talk about magic. Magic is something that moves through you, that you make space for, and that you don't actively fight Magic is often carried via emotions themselves in small doses, and the modern magical human's work, I believe, is to stop numbing, shutting down, or deflecting what we're feeling. If we were all moderately to mostly honest about how we feel, we'd find that we're often having the same feels and that we're more alike than we would like to admit. We all have wounds. We all have joys. We all fear losing the joys, the tiny happinesses, and the security we currently experience. We're all capable of moving beyond those fears into ever-expanding circles of emotion. Lower lows, absolutely, but infinitely higher highs. Kids naturally experience the full range of emotions, but we civilize it out of them. We all know being quote-unquote professional means you eat other people's shit, you're never angry, and you kowtow to an ever-increasing list of demands. Adult, again in air quotes, means you don't get angry, you don't scream or freak out or lose your shit, you don't ever, ever not once cry in front of anyone else, if you cry at all. You stuff emotions down into parts of your body that you then numb with perfectly healthy things like sugar and booze and screens. Adult means you don't cry as often as kids, but you don't laugh as much either. You learn to manage emotions by shutting them down, deflecting them, and building walls and barriers and other tentative little rickety structures all around your heart. Speaking of kids, we act like they have special powers or like they're naturally gifted in magic in ways that we adults will never understand. Maybe that's true, but that's a convenient excuse to render magic useless to all but the newborn to eight-year-olds among us. Kids are magic because they don't fight the forces moving through them. Oh, you're saying hello to strangers, greeting the puppies you pass, and skipping when you feel like it? Those are signs of magic, not of being three, though three-year-olds are much more likely to display those symptoms. Further, people who have been taken under by magic give fewer and fewer and way, way fewer fucks about what other people think of them as they go about their business. 
They will talk about their fairies or their guides. They will break into Tai Chi during conversation. They will talk about their wildest tabooish experiences without regard for society's niceties. Even if we just met. Even if we can't possibly have anything in common except our, our humanity. That's not because they're rude or because they don't understand societal norms. It's because they give zero fucks about being anyone but themselves. They know the pain of hiding, of suppressing their biggest gifts, and of acting quote-unquote normal when they feel like they're anything but. They know how much that pain sucks. I'm willing to wager that you know how much that pain sucks. The pain of turning down your own volume is particularly brutal because it's self-inflicted. Sure, a part partner might ask you to change your outfit into something more appropriate, or an acquaintance might roll her eyes when you talk about an experience she doesn't understand. That's easy to spot, and it's not pleasant. When you preemptively clip your own wings, that's the most brutal thing you can do to your own life. Because I promise, the pain of turning down your own volume is infinitely worse than showing up as you are, no matter the judgments thrown your way as a result. People out and about might throw surprised glances at your outfit or your hair color or your lifestyle choices. So the fuck what? <laughs> That's nothing compared to not singing, not writing, not dancing, not laughing, not feeling, not loving, not doing, not making. It's nothing. I promise. Magic is something you invite in, something that moves through you and plays with you, but it's not something that lives within you. You can close out magic whenever you choose. Please stop choosing to shut it out. Sure, you can come up with a muggle disguise so most people won't suspect a thing, but don't shut out the magic entirely. You can go into a profession in which people are completely self-absorbed. Like, how many people really see therapists or people who play Tibetan singing bowls during meditation or bartenders? Really, how many people see them? You can wear nondescript clothing so you don't stand out. You can pull up your hoodies and burrow down into your warmest accessories in order to be a little bit less sparkly when you leave your hermity hiding place. You can pack on pounds so that the average person keeps right on walking past you on the sidewalk without ever guessing the truth. But I see you. I see your deep down magical joyful bits. I see how it bubbles up within you at the strangest times even in the midst of everyday life, and how you sparkle so brightly that you could light New York City. I see how you try to tone it down. I see how you try to be a little less magical, a little less joyful, a little less you. But I still see you. I see the full range of your magical potential, even when you're under your hood and you're, you have your tan walls and your beige clothing and you are wearing perfectly sensible, practical socks. Whether you're scared of emotions, or you're too tired to remember who you really are, or you're more invested in being safe than in chasing your curiosity wherever it might lead, being not magical is a choice. The potential is there within each of us to get to know ourselves more deeply and more intimately as the days pass. After all, we are stuck with ourselves. I see you, and I invite you to say yes to magic. I also invite you to say no to everything else. Being magic means saying no with lots of love to lots of things. No to your telesummit. No to speaking at your seminar. No to being interviewed on your podcast. No to that thing that will only take 10 minutes. No to that client that feels wrong. 
and no to anything that takes up just those 10 minutes that I could be using to do something magical instead of having it siphoned off into the flow of muggle duties. I see you and I know you're perfectly capable of letting magic move through you. You can channel magic day after day and week after week. Some people call this magic writing. Some call it dancing or singing or mixing or painting or photographing or sewing or knitting or teaching or designing or arranging or whatever. It's generally a verb. Magic is something you make, not something you consume. It's something you allow to move through you and with you in ever-expanding circles until you call one project done and move on to the next. Magic isn't something you can buy or something you can trade in the stock market, and it definitely, most certainly exists only from the minute you start looking for it until the minute you stop. Most people just stop looking, and then it really and truly is rendered lifeless and mute right before their eyes. Magic is something you find when you go looking for it. If you lost the thread of magic in your business somewhere along the line, we can get it back. We can remember what magic feels like and what it can do and explore its ins and outs with people who are dying to remember too. I will sit you down, take all of you in, the good, the bad, the crazy, the lovely, the difficult, and I'll help you sort through those 7,000 threads to pick up the one shining, gleaming strand that leads you back to you, to your own form of magic. It's my greatest most difficult to articulate but ever-present gift. In the process, I often help people's businesses become more profitable. Doubling, tripling, and quintupling income is fairly common when you work with me, but I'm much more interested in the magical long game than in the short-term financial gain. If that sounds like absolutely fucking magical goodness, come to Paris with me for mullet. That goes down March 15th to 18th, which is soon, so fucking get on it. Head to brandcampblog.com slash mullet. If you email me, which is brandcamponline at gmail.com, or you fill out the form at the bottom of the page, I can probably even maybe possibly work out some sort of financial goodness in your favor. I don't want costs to be the only reason that you can't attend, because really, in the magical long game, Money is not the, my number one priority, or number two, or three, or really it's like number 14. It's fine. Doesn't mean you can come for free. Doesn't mean I'm going to give you like, you know, 80% off. Just means you can talk to me. If that's the only reason, we can find a way to make it work, okay? Mullet, March 15th to 18th in motherfucking Paris. There's only one. Doesn't even need a country after it. Um, come play with me. Let's make magic together. Again, braincampblog.com slash mullet. Um, there's a form there, or you can email me, brandcamponline at gmail.com. Otherwise, just fucking go start looking for magic. I promise it's there. I promise, I promise, I promise. Go look. May you find magic everywhere you look today. May you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever never have to feel the pain of turning it down again. May you find your own forms and sources of magic, and may you let it move through you and within you today and every day. May you know the wonder of being alive in this world. May you be reminded of it over and over and over again, until this time, maybe, you believe it.
Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.